Hello, it is Sunday, November 29th. I am Trent Smith, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. The topics for today are Dana White continues to downplay COVID-19 and the seriousness of the illness and seems to not care about the fighters, but he surely does care about putting on the fight cards. UFC president Dana White did Yair Rodriguez dirty by causing fans and the media to speculate on why he is going to be not fighting for quite a while. And there's some things to keep an eye on in the coming days in the UFC, including where January events are going to take place, if December events are going to take place at the apex, and what the hell is going on with the UFC rankings. And now on with the show. The ongoing battle between Dana White and facts on COVID-19 continued on Saturday. And this was after the main event fight of UFC Vegas 15 had been canceled and Anthony Smith and Devin Clark filled in. Um, the, The main event had been Curtis Blades versus Derek Lewis, but Blades tested positive for COVID-19 and that fight got dropped um, the day before weigh-ins, which I have issues with how these fights are getting handled, but I don't think anybody's going to give me any information on that. So I'll just complain about it and maybe someone who has access to the UFC and is friendly with the UFC could get some answers on that. And I'll cover that after I cover Dana White's battle with Truth and COVID-19. So he gets asked about COVID-19 and how the fights are dropping off of the UFC cards. And so we know that uh, Leon Edwards and Hamzat Chemaev is now off of fight card. And Kevin Holland and Jack Hermanson's off. Holland tested positive. Uh, Chemaev tested positive. So this isn't just restricted to the main event of um, Saturday's card. And what he said is, it's all good. We got three fight cards left this year and we'll get through it. It's part of doing business these days. If you look back to the old days, we used to have to worry about injuries. Now it's injuries and COVID. So kind of just shrugs the whole thing off and acts like it's just an injury and that it's an inconvenience for the UFC instead of a major medical issue for the fighters on the UFC. And this is par for the course for White because the fighters aren't a real issue with him. It's putting on the fights is the issue and the concern of the UFC. If one of these guys gets ill, it doesn't really cost the UFC anything because there's no injury. I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. There's no insurance that they're forking out for these guys. So that's on them. If they get sick, that's a tough shit. And if they get sick to the point where they are like Cody Garbrandt, where they're having ongoing medical issues with COVID-19, again, that's on the fighter, not on the UFC. Because as I've said many times, the insurance the fighters have is for injury during camp, not illness, injury. COVID-19, not an injury, it's an illness. And so that's on the fighter to deal with. So you don't get paid and you don't get insurance on that. And then you deal with possibly ongoing medical issues for possibly the rest of your life. We don't know, but we know that there have been repercussions other than you had COVID, you have COVID-19 and you got through it. There's ongoing issues for some folks. And Cody Garbrandt is now one of those fighters and one of those people that's going to or has issues stemming from COVID-19. And we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be anybody else. It, it very well could be. 
But again, that's not Dana White's concern. As he says here, the UFC has three fight cards to go through till the rest of the year. They'll get through that. Now it's just another thing to worry about, like an injury. In other words, I'll just throw somebody else at the top of this card or wherever, and the UFC will get through it. That fighter, that's their fucking problem. If they have issues, tough shit, all I care about is the UFC. That's what I hear. I might be wrong. I don't think I'm wrong. That's what I hear. And so White continued, but for me, COVID's one of those, one of these things we're all going to get. We're all going to get it. I haven't got it. I've been traveling. I've been living a pretty normal life. I haven't got it yet, but it's like the flu. It's like the cold. We're eventually going to get it. No, we're not eventually all going to get it. Those of us who are taking precautions and wearing masks and social distancing are very less likely to get it than people like Dana White who are just ignoring the COVID-19 protocols. White very well may get it. He's going to have more of a chance to get it than someone who is following mask wearing, social distancing, and, and all the other things the uh, CDC uh, wants us to follow. If you're going to ignore those things and flaunt them, you're probably going to get it. you got a good chance of getting it. So to say that everyone's going to get it is a, another one of Dana White's, well, we're all going to get it, but we're not. If White was doing what he's supposed to, wearing a mask, social distancing, following CDC protocol, following the protocol the UFC has written and, and published, his chances would diminish. But he's like Trump in that he kind of believes it's there. He kind of doesn't believe it's there. But if it's there, it's like a cold or a flu. You'll get it and you'll get over it. You'll shake it off. It's no big deal. Meanwhile, how many deaths are in the U.S.? How many cases are in the U.S.? And this is people like White, are the reason that when this three-week pause ends for Las Vegas and Nevada, they are the reason that Vegas probably is going to have further restrictions because he had the chance. The governor of these, the governors of these states, gave you the chance to to control your own destiny, and you decided, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to be doing the same thing I was doing, which is ignoring the safety rules and regulations and just living my life. And so then when the government steps in and says, you know what, you're too stupid to live, live, we're going to have to tell you what to do. Then you're going to be all up in arms. Then it's the government restricting your freedom. You had the chance to fix it. You had the chance to do it right. You didn't take it. You figured you were going to be okay. And then the government said, you know what, if you don't care enough about your fellow citizens, we're going to force you to care. And that's what this boils down to. These people that deny and scream about freedom, they care about themselves they don't care about society, and so they are forced to care about society by the government. You had your chance, you were too dumb to follow the rules, and now you're like a child, and you get told what to do. I don't feel bad for those people. I feel bad for the people that do follow the rules and then have to wait longer and longer and longer for this all to end because these other knuckleheads don't follow the rules. But anyway, uh, I don't think we're all going to get it. I don't think it's like a flu and it's like a cold. Um, and I think White continues to downplay the seriousness of this because he just doesn't believe it's that bad. Despite science, despite sheer numbers, I, I think he just thinks it's, it's not that bad. Reminds me of these folks who say, your, your, your system should be able to handle it. That's not true. It's a virus. It's not a cold. 
it's not you get a runny nose but anyway uh, this is nothing new it's just frustrating that that a, a group of knuckleheads is is affecting larger society and it's that same group who are the loudest voices when they get restrictions forced upon them if you act right you won't have these things forced upon you so i'm left to wonder what white's thinking is on this is he a denier not i don't think he's an outright denier i think he's a disbeliever um and and let's not forget he's it's it's he's downplayed this from the get-go he said it was like hiding from cancer um, and then he said the whole world turned into pussies overnight. And then he said, when the election was over, we're going to see changes. And now he's saying we're all going to get it. It's like the cold, like a cold. And it's just dumb and dangerous. White is influential in, in a way that I don't think he either realizes or cares about. People listen to him, including his fighters. So when these fighters get, get ill, fall ill because they listen to this knucklehead, White doesn't care. He has these folks flying in from all around the country, and I highly doubt the UFC protocol is is it's being followed the way it was written. Shit, it wasn't followed the day after it was written. Why would it be followed now when when the media is not taking care to to hold the UFC accountable? And that's another problem. Um, the uh, the access media that's at that's at the apex for these events has to know what's going on. Has to know where if and where the UFC is falling short. But we haven't heard one peep from them on this. And the reason is access. That's it. Access and fear. Fear of white yelling and going off the handle. And fear of losing their access. But if you're a journalist and you see someone falling short, the UFC falling short in any way, well, then you should report that. Because it's this is a major sporting organization who has claimed that it is the safest of, of all these sporting organizations in America. And if it's falling short and you're ignoring it, you're not doing your job as a media member. You're, you're going along to get along and you're failing. And if you're not reporting it, even if, even if you're not reporting it to the, to the fans and the readers of your websites, that's a failure. You should be running it up the, the chain to let the, uh, the NSAC deal with it as well. And if they're not dealing with it, that's again a failure because now you should report that the NSAC is failing. Don't be afraid of these things. You're going to get pushback from the UFC. You're going to get pushback from fans. You might get pushback from the NSAC. But in the big picture, you're doing the right thing because when you expose the failures of the system, you help everyone. If you're afraid of that system, you're helping no one. You're just going along to get along. Don't do that. If you have access to this and you see wrong being done, report it. And if you see the wrong being done and you don't want to report it, pass it on to someone that will report it. I'll report it. And, and you, can, you can be an anonymous source. You know, pass these things along. There's many people that will be glad to report on the UFC and, and keep uh, their sources anonymous. Like I said, I would do it in a heartbeat. So if you have something that you need to get off your chest or something, I'm, I'm glad to listen. But anyway, this whole thing is very frustrating and I, I don't understand why White still acts like this and I don't understand why he's not being held accountable for acting like this. And I do understand why people get sick of me beating that drum because I'm one of the only ones that, that does it. I would like to report on other things, but when there's failure and nothing's getting done, I'm going to keep beating that drum. 
Hate me for it if you want. It's not going to change the way I do my work. And for that, I am not really sorry at all. I just wish that, you know, the UFC would act right and, and, t and take care of its fighters instead of giving us empty slogans like safety and health first when they're not doing anything safety and health first. They're not doing anything for this. It's just a, a catchphrase to make them look like they're doing something. So I'm going to keep beating this drum and I'm probably going to keep beating this drum um, in 2021. And I'm probably going to keep beating this drum until uh, herd immunity kicks in at some point after folks start getting vaccines. So it's going to be a while. And like I said, I'm not sorry. Another thing that I noticed at this press conference that annoyed me was when White was asked about when we're going to see Yair Rodriguez fight again. And he called to somebody off stage and asked if the UFC had spoken about that publicly yet. And I think he got an answer that they had not. And then White said that he thought that Rodriguez was not going to fight for a while and then would not give further uh, information other than it was not an injury. And that is frustrating because that kind of answer doesn't really help anyone. And it actually hurts Rodriguez because now the media, the fans, we're all left to wonder, well, what's going on with Rodriguez that he's not going to fight? And if it's not an injury, why is he out of the picture and is going to be out of the picture probably for a while? So White did nothing here except cause one of the UFC fighters to be part of the rumor mill. If he didn't plan on addressing it, he could have said, I can't talk about this now without without looking off stage for an answer and then coming back with and making things look really suspicious. So I didn't like that. I didn't like that one bit, but it's par for the course for, for white. He would rather have one of his fighters look suspicious and dirty and possibly dirty um, than that reflect on the UFC or on Dana white. So it was kind of a subtly shitty thing to do, but it was definitely a shitty thing to do. Um, and not a fan of that one bit, but again, par for the course. <laughs> so that's about it for today. Um, I'm going to try and get some info on this COVID-19 shit and see what I can find out. And something to watch in the coming days is if the three um, December events are going to take place in, I think it's three, in Nevada because... The pause, if the cases go up, the UFC, I'm sorry, the, the Nevada governor could enforce further restrictions on the state. And the other thing to watch is that the January events don't really have a home yet. They are on the NSAC docket for, for December meeting. So those fights, even though the speculation is they're going to end up on Fight Island, they could very well end up in uh, the at the UFC Apex, which... This whole thing is kind of a uh, shitty thing to do to the fighters since they're about a month or so away from these events and they still don't know where they are going to fight. So that's not good at all. And yeah, that's about it. Keep your eye on COVID-19 uh, cancellations and we'll see what happens. Oh, and another thing, watch the, MMA, the UFC's official rankings too because... I did a story last week on Bloody Elbow where half of the rankings, the media rankings pool were either seemed like the websites were defunct or they were not covering the UFC on a regular basis. And that made me think that, you know, the, the official UFC rankings, as bad as they are, 
are worse than than that. And so I hope the UFC saw that story. I hope the uh, promotion cleans up its rankings pool, and I hope that the rankings are once again um, transparent because we don't know who's ranking who anywhere. So there's no transparency, and that's a failure on the UFC's part. And I don't think it cares all that much, but if it gets pushed on this, maybe it will care. So if you have any power, you know, call it, hold the UFC to account on on its rankings because they are worse than we thought they were. And on that, I'm going to end it for today, and I will be back tomorrow. And until then, everyone stay safe.